welcome to the Shit You May Not Have Seen podcast where we talk about films you may not have seen. I'm Scott. I'm Joe. First episode back. First proper one anyway. It's been a wee while, eh? I can't remember, did we draw this film? We, we must have done No, we did. We did. We, did we draw it in the Trespass episode? Fuck, was, was it that long ago? Uh, I think you might be right, actually. One, I think we drew one anyway because we put the, the one we're doing with Chris on. Put a pin on that until we can get Chris in. That's right. Aye, so we drew this the uh, trespass episode, which was maybe like three weeks ago, somewhere. Aye, that'd be about right. Yeah. Aye. So, what film is it? It's uh, Martin from 1977 by George Romero. My name is Martin. I'm 84 years old. People think I'm crazy when I tell them how old I am. I'd like to be normal. I just have a sickness. The only way I can survive is by drinking blood. not easy living the way I do. I have to be careful all the time. But I'm pretty good at it. I think as I get older, I get better. I haven't been caught yet. Martin, another kind of terror. You see, people don't understand what's wrong. They think that I'm a monster. They think I'm a vampire. People don't realize that those things I see in the movies are not real. I don't have a whole lot of women. It's nice to watch them. I watch them a lot, all the time. I have to, to be sure that nothing goes wrong. I follow them, I plan, I'm very careful. I have needles now, I can use them. I can put them to sleep, and it doesn't hurt. Martin, another kind of terror like to be like everyone else i have to do things that i don't necessarily like to do but i want to stay alive i do need blood from the director of night of the living dead george adamero i fire the air now Aye, so this is his low-budget take on the vampire genre. No budget. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so he'd made, he'd already made Night of the Living Dead by this point, and uh, I think Day of the Dead... Yeah, came so later. Dawn of the Dead came after this one. I did 85, I think that no, was. No, 85 for Day of the Dead, 78 for Dawn aye, of the Dead. Aye, that's right, aye. Yep. Aye, but it's apparently he struggled to get movies made. Like after Night of the Living Dead. So that that was that did pretty well and then Aye. after that he just he really struggled to, All to right. get films made for some reason. Don't know man. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know why. Consider the other one was a kind of cult well, it's a cult classic now, right enough, but uh, I think it was I don't know, was it was it well received at the time? I'm not sure if it was actually. One of those ones that kinda of found its audience later. later on. Aye. Aye. Um by George Romero, in case you George A. Romero, in case you don't know him, he's the, the godfather of the zombie movie, as yes. we know it. Yep. Night of Living Dead's Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead is his trilogy. Yep. He then went on to do other of the Deads. 
Aye, late on like later the, on in the, the 90s or Aye, late 90s, 2000s. I think that was with the kind of sort of piggybacking on the success of games like Resident Evil. Aye. Because I know he, he, was some, he was something to do with the Resident Evil games who's somehow involved in that. I think he made an advert for them or something. All right. Um, I think he was supposed to direct the film, but obviously that went to somebody else. Uh, he had his own films to kind of do. And I think he's, the later ones, I, I think anyway, that I've seen, I, I didn't quite enjoy. Nah, like a lot of these guys, like, you know, they're, they're, I'm saying they're early work, but you know what I mean? Like they're, when they try to do stuff later on, it just, it doesn't really have the same impact. I think like, um, uh, Carpenter's a wee bit like that as well. Like you know, he he tried to do like that movie, The Ward. Ah, it was, and it was, aye, it was pretty it was shy. Comeback movie, like, because he hadn't made anything for a long time by that point. Aye, and, then, and it was just shy, man. And they did that other one, and all it was like Village of the Damned or something like that. Yeah, and that was bollocks as well. So aye, it seems to be it's like most people. It? I mean, most directors do, do their best shit. Definitely. Certainly true of John Carpenter. Absolutely. As we, we've often said, that, that run of films he had in the, the 80s. It's pretty, pretty fucking unbeatable. There's not really too many guys can yep. claim that. Totally. But I mean, Romero, I mean, he's he's kind of put in there with the likes of John Carpenter, Clive Barker, yep. uh, Wes Craven, aye. kind of all these horror guys that... Oh, aye, definitely. Kind of make cl- classic movies. Night of the Living Dead is a classic. Oh, aye, 100%. I, I don't go back to watching it a lot, but I, I chuck it on now and again. I've not seen it for a long, long time. It's been a while since I've watched it. <clears throat> aye. Um, I've been wanting to put it on lately, just because I've been listening to another pod- horror podcast, and they talk about it quite a lot in that, and it's right. made me think I should revisit that and give it, a, give it another watch. Obviously, Dawn of the Dead, the second in the, that trilogy movies. Is that the one where the, 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 the arms came out the, the walls? Day, that Day of the Dead. I always get them mixed up. Aye, <clears throat> Aye, th- those three films are pretty decent. Uh, for zombie stuff. I mean, the zombie thing's been absolutely... Fucking, yeah, but nobody I mean, was doing the zombie thing when he... Nah, that's it. what I'm it saying. Was, yeah, aye, but, aye. but it's like, you know... It's done to death now. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous amount of zombie TV programmes and fuck knows what else, man. Mm-hmm. But we're here to talk about vampires. Vampires today. a day, aye. aye. Yep, yeah. yep. So Martin came out in 1977... He ran directed by George Romero, starring John Amplis as Martin. Uh, I think this was his first film, second film. I think it was, an, it was his second film. I think he did yeah. one before, but I don't think it was a big part yeah, of nah, anything. Nah. Like Lincoln Maisel as Kudda, the Nosferatu guy. <laughs> also, known as, also known as Colonel Sanders. Aye. <laughs> the KFC guy. Totally. <laughs> Fuck it is, man. Where's the buckets of chicken? Yeah. He, Christine Forrest, who is the young cousin. She um, plays. That's, that's George A. Romero's wife. Ah, it's his ex-wife. Ah, it's his ex-wife. Yeah, sorry. they were married at the time, I think. Yep. Elaine Nadeau, who's Mrs. Santini, the the lady that that kind of seduces. Aye. Yeah. Do you know she only? This is the only movie she did. Aye, totally. Aye. I was looking at her IMDb yep. credits and said, "Oh, she didn't do anything else." Aye. And obviously, Tam Savini. Big Tam. <laughs> we all like Big Tam. Yeah. Not really for his acting, right enough. <laughs> it was his first acting credit. It's not bad. Aye. It's not terrible. I mean, apparently, he always, anytime he's doing effects in a film, he always asks if he can act in it as well. He, he's, right. like, he's a total, like, I want to be an actor. <laughs> That's pretty funny, so actually. So any, anytime he's, when he's doing his actual job, which is the effects work, aye, he's, um, like, he's, he's always like, oh, can you, can you put me in it as well? Get me a wee part in there uh, somewhere. He's quite good in this one. Yes, I, I mean, he's, I, he has, I mean, he's, he's, he's only, and for like five minutes, I think. You know, it seems quite cheery for yeah. the most part. He's a cheery guy. Aye. <laughs> this is the story of Martin, who gets sent from a family member to another family member uh, because he's 
misbehaving, I guess. I don't know. Is the I don't know. It's kind of, it's open-ended that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I don't know how, if it's like, I, because I'm you're saying he's sent for a family member, another family member. You don't really know if that is the case or, or something else is sending him there. I, 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 it's, it's kind of confusing a wee bit. You're just like, why is he going to Colonel Sanders? <laughs> <laughs> like we're introduced to him on a train. Aye, he's yep, just yep. We, we don't know this at this point, and he's just on this train, and then he he basically drugs and rapes this woman. That's the thing. He doesn't rape her. No. Because he talks about that later on in the film. Ah, that's right, aye. He's, he's shy and stuff like that. No. He, he doesn't want to, kind of, like, um, he never ever had the urge to, to have sex with him or anything no, like that. No, he because he says he does, he calls it the sexy <coughs> stuff, and he says he does do the sexy stuff, but he's never done it with a... Somebody a, who's a awake. Consensual. Oh, maybe you're right then. Aye. Oh, maybe you're right. We, I, we, don't, we don't really just see the rape. No, it's not like... Aye, no, no, it doesn't, not, doesn't not show you that. Porn. No, um, not at all. But it is pretty... Aye, like, it's... Full on. There's bits of this... And there's a bit later on when he's in the house with the with the other woman, with the, the guys there as well. Kind of reminded me of um, you ever seen Henry portrait a serial killer? Aye. See the stuff in that, like the, the, it looks like you're actually watching it in real time. Oh, a lot yeah, of the stuff, yeah, aye. Yeah. A lot of the stuff, like like the bit you were saying at the start of this when he's got the woman in the train, it, it feels like you're kind. There's no really by memory. I don't think there's a lot of cuts. A lot. Of it's just on the on you know one shot and it's on the actual performance of him wrestling with the woman. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me, so I was wondering maybe if maybe Henry Portrait of Serial Killer was a wee bit influenced by it, do you know what I mean? Could have been. I think George Romero's got that sort of documentary style. Definitely. About what he does. Um, he came for, that's the world he came from, like doing right. kind of documentary type that makes stuff sense and, then. and commercials and things. Right. So that, that, that's the look he gets, and certainly Henry Portrait of Serial Killer has that vibe to it Aye, as well. totally. So maybe it was a wee, a wee influence there. Could have been. Straight off, like you're, you think he's got a... So it is an alternative take on the vampire yep. genre. He's essentially a vampire. Uh, you think initially when you're watching it, like he's going to, he is going to rape this woman, but then he Aye. ends up slitting her wrists and drinking her blood. Aye, that bit's, it's, it's weird because obviously um, he's got the syringe as well, so he, he drugs her. So, you know, so he sees her basically going into her wee cabin in the, the, the train. She's in the toilet initially and, and, and he waits behind the door and she comes out of the toilet. That's when obviously the yeah. attack happens. Um, and then he's got the syringe. So he's obviously, I think, whatever it is that he gives, because he does say while he's struggling with it, he's like, he injects her with the syringe and then he says, just go to sleep. Yeah. So I think that's actually what kills him. I don't think it's the, or, or, I, or no, is it I, the I think, actual? I think it's the blood loss that kills is him. It, is I it I the blood the, loss? I think the drugs he's using just knocks him out. Right, aye. Because I was, I was on the fence with that. I wasn't really sure. It makes him drowsy anyway. But now you mention it, yeah. when he injects the woman later on in the movie, she's actually alive. But I that bit was you know was was quite kind of no I wouldn't say hard to watch but it, it felt it's uncomfortable. Sad, you're definitely uncomfortable. You feel like you're watching something that's uh, wrong. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously with there's you, no music accompanying or anything. No, well. it's just you, the sound of the train and yep. them struggling. And there's, it's also weird. That it's like it's cut with like the, that black and white footage. I was like a pat like earlier on in his life supposed to be I I mean when I first saw it I thought that was what was happening in his mind. You no, know, because I thought I had like a romantic view of what a vampire is. Right, that, okay, yeah, yeah. Because it was old timey, and he kind of goes into the room, and she, the, the woman in the flashback, kind of wants him to come in. That's right. Whereas the other way around, she comes out the toilet, she's got the, the face mask on, and there's nothing romantic about what's going on, and she doesn't want to be there. So it's him, him, his way of trying to kind of like um, his fantasy is aye, that she's into it, the traditional vampire aye. style. But what's that? What's the, what the reality is? Is he's he's dr actually drugging this woman so he can rape her and drink her blood. blood. Aye, weird. 
but that's but that's the thing as well. That there's a now that you say that where this film is very different and kind of unique in a way is because like he doesn't believe like you're saying that like you know that whole when they have the flashback parts and stuff like that and he's, he's mm-hmm. like is this his interpretation of what's happening but it's actually not. But then again, he denounces the fact that he is a, va- a vampire. Aye, I mean, this all was, the way through the film. This and was the, just at that this point. No, I know. Aye, I, no, I thought I, that's what was going yeah, on. But aye, totally. Aye. Later on. Aye, but he, you know what I mean? It's aye. like, it's kind of weird. It's like, I don't think he knows what he is. Do you know what I mean? Because he's aye. like, because obviously we're jumping a wee bit ahead here, but when he meets up, when he gets off a of training, he eventually meets up with. With um, his uncle, and that's his cousin, and which is yeah. weird because there's a massive age difference. Well, that's that's the other thing that plays into is he actually as he's young as he is he actually a vampire? Aye, because I think he also says at one point he's eighty four. Aye, that's right. Um, aye, aye, because you know, he says he was born in nineteen eighteen ninety something, aye, and obviously aye, this yeah. is the seventy late seventies. I think yeah. it's like eighteen eighty or something like that. Yeah. Aye, so when he meets up with his cousin and stuff like that, we get that weird kind of interaction where it's like. It says his name and then he just starts walking ahead of him and Martin's kind of trailing behind. And yeah, his we, cousin seems none too pleased with him. Aye, being, being there. there aye. And, yeah. and I, I liked where it was shot because it, it it looked really, really run down. I think it was, I don't know where this was filmed, but was it somewhere like Chicago it or was, Detroit uh, or something? It was Pittsburgh. Like it was just outside Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. A place called Braddock. Right. Because is it an, an industrial town? That, uh, yeah. That I mean, looks it's, that a real, it's a real city, apparently. Aye. Because yeah. a lot of it reminded me of like kind of Glasgow and stuff like that. Aye. I had that. That kind of fucked kind up grey run. Lots of waste ground. Aye. Absolutely. And I like that because they walk for ages before they get to the next train station mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then when they get to the train station, him and his uncle kind of stay well apart and there's this yeah. kind of divide. So you know right away that there's there's no love lost here. That the uncle's not happy about him being here and I guess he's not happy about. Come, his uncle, I keep saying his uncle, his cousin, because he's old. You know what I mean? There's a kind of weird kind of like disconnect. Like neither one of them wants to be in each other's I company totally. at all. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And then when he takes him back to his house, <laughs> he starts calling him. That's when you first hear him refer to him as yeah, Nosferatu. Like, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. And I'm like, and you're like, what? What the <laughs> fuck? And, it's like, and then he starts putting down the, the kind of ground rules in the house and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. He's like, if you stay here, he's like, that. Um, no, first, one of the first things he says to him is really harsh. He's like, that. I will destroy you. No, he's, he's like, first I will save your soul. And, and then, then I will destroy, destroy you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, fuck. fucking thumbs up, I'm in uh, here. Yeah, what, this is heavy, gonna, heavy metal cousin. It's going to be a guy, he's like, you get a slayer on. What was he called him? Yeah. <laughs> fucking heavy metal cousin. Aye, what was he called him? Oh, uh, Colonel Sanders. Heavy metal Colonel Sanders. Uh, Colonel Sanders, mm-hmm. aye. His fucking house is constantly stinking. First I will feed you a chicken, which is, I will destroy you. Which is funny because he owns a fucking poultry shop. Uh, is, is it a poultry shop? Aye, because at the end you see, see outside the shop, he works in his oh, fucking poultry, poultry right? so that's <laughs> fucked up. I never even noticed Maybe that. Maybe it was Colonel Sanders was all the, along. Aye, the original Colonel <sighs> Sanders, he's a vampire and he's been aye. alive that long. Could have been. He's already got the place kitted out for, for Martin showing up. He's got like the garlic and the crosses yeah. everywhere and the doors and the houses and all that. Uh, he says, um, "What does he says? He, uh, he, it? If you if you kill anyone in this city, if you take anyone in this city, I'll know. I, I'll know, and uh, I won't stand for it. Aye, yeah, I'll destroy you." And he's what else? He says, "Oh my, my, my granddaughter." He says, like, "She's my here. I've... She'll speak to you. Uh, you will not. You will not speak to her. But she will speak, but she'll to, speak you. to you anyway." Aye, yeah. aye. And mm. he also says something along the lines. He um, says something else really kind of fucking daft as well. The whole fuck that whole scene's just bizarre. Yeah. He basically says like you, you can't something like you can't come out of your room or something like that or something like that anyway and like whatever I can't remember. So they have this kind of interaction and then Colonel Sanders he goes back to his room and then Martin just fucking 
run, randomly runs after him, which yeah, is aye. a really weird scene. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of that in this film. Aye, there's odd just scenes. odd. Aye, just weird. Colonel Sanders leaves the room that he's been talking to Martin, and he walks out. Martin runs after him into his room. But Colonel Sanders, I'm just going to keep referring to him as Colonel yeah, Sanders here because it's season remembered his actual yeah. name in this because he's got a <laughs> fucked up name. But um, see, uh, see, he locks the door and he grabs the crucifix and then Martin barges in the door. And this is where you, you see the first time where Martin doesn't think he is a vampire. I think he thinks he's something else. I think he thinks he's a vampire, but he's just saying that... None of the it's, tropes. Aye, it's like that's all just stuff that's been made up. Like none of that is what... Isn't, aye, what I am. He basically says there's no magic. Aye, because he, he, take, he takes a, a bit of bite at the, the one in the front of Colonel Sanders' door. There's like garlic hanging. He, when he barges into the door, he grabs that, throws it about and he, he bites he into it a bit. And, and he's like, see? Aye. Like, and then and he, he takes a crucifix and rubs it all over his face. And he's like, look, there's no magic. Aye, there's no magic here, mm. aye. So I, I thought that was quite interesting. Do you know mm. what I mean? I, you know, you're thinking you're watching a kind of vampire movie, but the the guy who's meant to be the vampire is like saying like none of the shit that you Aye. know that supposedly kills a vampire or harms a vampire actually works. Uh, so it's kind of humanizing the. Again, he's walking about during the day in the entire movie. Aye, but he, he says there's one point because he has that conversation with the the radio DJ. Now he keeps phoning in to that yep, talk yep, show. That's right. Aye. The, the radio DJ says, "Oh, can you go out in sunlight?" And he's like, "I can go out in sunlight." He's like, but "Sometimes the sun hurts my eyes, so I need to wear sunglasses." Aye, he says, "If I haven't fed for a while or aye, something like yeah. that," he says, "I start to get the shakes and it starts to affect my eyes yeah. and stuff like that." So I mean, so I, th- I think what Romero is doing is he's like, right, here's these vampire tropes, like your Hammer horror film, Christopher Lee mm-hmm. style vampire, Bela Lugosi. Or, or where all those tropes came from but the sun destroys them and they need to drink blood and they've got fangs and all yep, that yep. And they can hypnotise people and all that stuff he's he's basically saying Aye, that's that's all stuff that was created around the myth of these people who already exist who already exist who do have a bloodlust yep, yep. who do have a sensitivity to sunlight but like it's been heightened over the years with all the, the, the myth and yep kind of like, dog, like dogma type stuff dogma myth, myth that's surrounding it like because uh, in I think Kuda, Colonel Sanders, like he talks about the old country. Aye. Like, I think they're supposed to be Polish, Trans- maybe. Transylvanian or something, yes. Lithuania or Aye, something that like that. Kind of Eastern, Eastern European, and I think that's where they're supposed to have come from. And that, yep. all that kind of sort of myth and like legend and stuff is quite. Well, Vlad didn't tell him. That's, that's where it was. I, 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 he, was a real, he was a real guy. Yeah, and that's quite, where some of those ideas came from I, for like. Dracula. And he was, a, you know, he, he did have bloodlust, but not in the sense that he drank it, just in the sense he was a murdering yeah. bastard. Did he bathe in it as well? I think he probably did, but yeah. he was just like completely, I mean, he was he was a guy that they had the big banquet table with his steaks, apparently, yeah, and he, he his, impaled, he'd have people... Enemies what, impaled on the side. While he was yeah. eating his dinner, because totally. he was a bit of a psycho. In, That's some serious yeah. fucking insanity. Played pretty well by Gary Oldman, I thought, in that. Francis Ford Coppola film the fucking only good thing about it yeah. man I'll tell you he, he was films. great and the rest of film was trash but it looked good it looked amazing and but the acting was so Gary fucking Gary Oldman was brilliant though uh, but everybody else I was terrible shit. man but even even Hopkins is, is fucking uh, shit uh, in it totally. I think that had a lot to do with, um, with Francis Ford Coppola Aye. I think that had a lot to do with him directing them he oh, had no, that totally, way yeah. just going yeah. totally over the top Aye, that's like cartoon Aye. performances but, but somehow anyway, I mean Oldman goes totally over the top in it but it works somehow he's just a better just a good actor just a I better guess, actor yeah. or, or just how he chose to play over yeah. the top just was better in general but get back to Keanu, this Keanu of course should have got the Oscar oh fuck <laughs> I mean I like Keanu he was I like, Keanu, I, he's, just was nice he shouldn't have been in that I role. actually feel bad from watching it I'm like <laughs> poor bastard he's completely out of his depth here man 
fucking shame. Oh, he's terrible, man. And he, that accent's yeah. oh, it's fucking brutal. <laughs> is it even an accent? I don't know. Is he even f- trying to do an accent? I don't know what the don't fuck it why. is, man. It sounds like a cross between Swahili and fucking and something <laughs> Swedish or he's something like, like that. A Swedish stuff, <laughs> dude. Nah, like, in, in Transylvania. Yeah. Who fucking knows? Anyway. But, uh, but I like the fact <laughs> that, but like, going back to what you're saying about Romero taking all these these kind of things and, and, and basically saying that's a load of shit, that makes a vampire far more terrifying. Yeah. Because you don't need to wait for night time. Mm-hmm. Nothing technically works to kill him that we know of. You know, like Garlic doesn't do anything according to the movie. Crucifixes don't do shit. That's more terrifying because he can get you at any time of day yeah. and none of the shit like, <laughs> that's supposed to hurt him hurts but, him. But he's also not supernatural. Because well, he, can, he can be killed by normal means. Well, he can't. Well, this is it. He can yeah. be killed, but you don't even know that until obviously until like, the end. But then, but then is it is, the is, thing is, that, is that the vampire thing, or is it? Is does it, it mean driving a stake? I mean, it's going to kill anybody. Yeah. Aye, exactly. It's going to kill anybody. Never <laughs> yeah, mean the fucking vampire. vampire. Aye, yeah. so aye, there is so that. I so I mean, is he saying that he's not the undead? Is that that? What it is? It's not somebody that's come back. Aye, but they live an unnaturally long life. Because they're consuming blood somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, there is some, obviously some lore around the the world that George Romero set up, but he, he immediately rejects the lore that's been the traditional stuff. And the other kind of vampire films. And in a way, doing exactly what he's tra- trying to do, he's trying to reinvent the kind yeah, of vampire. He vibe. does it successfully. I think he does. He does. This film in general is is quite. It can it can be quite unsettling at times, and I think it comes down to the kind of the documentary style stuff that's in yeah. it, especially the violence or any sort of you know where there's attacks and things like happening. Like we were saying, it feels like feel like real attacks. It's, they're, they're messy and they are totally messy. Aye, there's nothing stylized about nothing. them. You know. Yep. Yep. I even the fighting looks clumsy, but, yeah, but it would aye. be clumsy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I I mean so it, it gets top marks for that in that respect. Colonel Sanders, it's weird. It's like. He's obviously got Martin into the house to somehow save his soul, however that's going to work. But throughout the entire movie, well, up until he gets a priest in, you know, obviously he gets a priest in at yeah. some point, but he does very little other than chastise the poor bastard. Uh, like, he, I'm saying the poor bastard, he's a horrible cunt because well, he kills he, he, women. Lays down, he lays down all these rules and then he's like, and you're going to come and work in my shop. Ah, you know, for minimum wage. Like, if he's he is like, even getting I, minimum I, know, wage, I don't think he is, man. I think he's like, yeah. fuck it, you're getting beans for your dinner and that'll do, man. Yeah. That's payment enough. You're getting a room and I'm feeding you. Aye, and then the, 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 the shop he works in, like the people are this old women that just fucking give him a hard time constantly. Aye, like, he's, he's lazy, that boy's lazy. Aye, like, yeah. a, like, like a brutal hard time. Aye, I'm like, fuck's sake, man. Do you know what I mean? They don't know he's a killer, do you know what I mean? I think he's a young I, guy. I think he tries to get him out of the shop by doing deliveries and stuff like that. And that's when he kind of he sees somebody. In fact, he sees the the, the one of the deliveries. The the second one he does is when he meets the woman. The kind of woman that kind of seduces him, if you I, like. Aye. Um, what's her name again? You, you that is he, Mrs. Santini. Aye, so she's so he kind of you know she answers the door in her pants. Aye, and <laughs> it's not a bad sight. I must yeah, admit, so aye, she's she's um, she's doing okay, but um, but aye, I mean, it's, it's just like she answers the door in her pants and aye, but she's got that lonely Martin, housewife. Aye, Martin's like, oh, oh, oh I don't know, wee minute. So you're thinking, right? He's, he's going to target her, but aye. I think obviously you know she takes a wee liking to him because he's quiet and stuff like that, and, and I think he know. he somewhat respects what his cousin has said about not. Attacking anyone in this in the city to a aye because that, aye, yep, that yep. the third one that we see the, the the other woman the attack later on she's outside the city she he goes right. to another city to, aye, to do it aye. to do that one so it doesn't look you can't trace it back to yeah. to him basically his uncle can't trace mm-hmm. it back to him because of the style of the killing and stuff like that yeah. would obviously give him away so I he gets this wee kind of 
kind of relationship and you can tell she's lonely because I think her, her husband's always away yeah, doing she stuff. She invites him over to do like aye, aye, jobs aye, she, cut, cut grass aye, So they get a wee bit fences and I think that's that's the first time you kind of see him having an, an outward relationship that isn't, you know, one raping somebody and fucking knocking yeah. them out with a, with a syringe with whatever in it. Do you and know what I mean? it's not a family member. It's, aye, aye, exactly. But while this is happening, obviously he sees another woman. Um, I think he just, I think he just sees her actually, like he randomly in the street. I, he travels to this other city, aye. bus, and he's kind of kicking about, and then he, <clears throat> I sees her, and he just follows her back to. Aye, because there's a bit. Yeah. He's at an ice cream van as well, and it's parked aye. outside her house, and he's. Is that where? Is that the first time he sees her? I think he, no. I think he's already he's saw her back to there, and, and he follows her back. Right. Aye, and it, but the ice cream van's obviously just happens to be outside her house because yeah. initially you see him talking to a woman, a, a, a little girl, That's right, and yeah. you're like, why the fuck? And it's all I think it's deliberately put in there so to make you think, oh, is he oh, going he's... to try and attack this woman with this wee girl? Yeah. But then the ice cream pop, van pulls away, and you actually see the woman who's been following going into her house. That's right. Yeah. And then obviously we get the, the scene where he's getting his, you know, he's he's his kill kit I guess he's getting you know he gets his cell ready and he breaks into the house but it's at night I think it's later on that night eh? aye because he goes he goes to the door first remember that's right kids, kids aye, his, uh, he's like casing the joints try to get money for money and stuff and he says aye. well it doesn't say he's yeah, aye, he holds up a sign but the sign's upside down I quite yeah. like that <laughs> aye so and she's like and her husband comes out and he's a bit of a dick and he's like yeah. fucking just just Give him that and get him, get him to go away. So I guess he's just getting a proper look at the husband and, and the kind of situation yeah, and stuff like and stuff. that. Yep. So then he goes back later that night and then we get the the kind of, I think he, he somehow manages to get the control for the... He buys like another control for That's the, right, for the garage door. The garage door, Aye. which seems like there's a universal control, or there was back then anyway. That, which isn't a good idea because no, you can just fucking... Anybody can then just, Martin comes in. And, and just fucks you up, yeah. <laughs> hits you up. So he's in the house at this point and he thinks she's on, on her own, but yeah. obviously... She's having an affair. She's having an affair. The, with, the, the, the man is over. Aye, so he's funny as fuck because he goes out of the door initially... The guy who she's having an affair with thinks it's her husband, Aye, I think. And he's like, oh, hey, there's nothing uh, happening. And she's here, like, I, I don't know this guy, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was private. Yeah. There's a call, but it's quite takes, funny. It takes a guy a while to kind of cotton on to that because he's like, oh. Aye. She doesn't actually know this guy. Um, but Martin lunges on top of the dude and plunges him with it. Obviously, yeah. it's the sedative that's meant for the for the woman. Yeah. And then he and ca- this weird chase happens Aye, around the and, house. And the house, the house seems to have like about 40 rooms. Yeah, it's know, like, it seems massive. And it's the decor's fucking wild 70s man aye totally like even the doors have got wallpaper on aye, them man I was going to say the doors <laughs> the wallpaper's going across the doors and you can't tell where the doors are like, it's a fucking 70s man yeah, it's all there's like kind of that fake wood panelling and stuff everywhere aye, and I must say some of the carpet work was terrible <laughs> it was some shocking carpet thing I was commenting on the carpets man oh, I did that for years yeah, man aye. unfortunately I can't see myself out of that <laughs> um, once you see it that's you yeah. but um, aye the chase and this was a bit I was talking about earlier but it kind of kind of reminded me a wee bit of the home invasion scenes in Henry Portrait of Cedar Cow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It had a similar vibe. I, I guess it was just like you're saying, like, you know, that the cat doesn't very many cuts and stuff like that. It's all, it plays out for a long time. It does. Yeah, like I, I, it's it's in real time. Real time yeah. That whole bit actually it does is, seem I, yeah. real time. There's cuts in it, but it's, there's, I, it's, it's cuts within the, the time frame of yep. what's going on. It's not like it doesn't cut to a later time. Yeah, that's a very 70s thing, that. I see that yeah. in a lot, especially seeing the chase scenes in... Um, early uh, Dirty Harry movies aye they're like that yeah they go on for a long they time they go on for a long long time do you yeah. know what I mean they're running up downstairs and in and out and all mm. that building tension I guess is, uh, aye I mean that's that's aye. what this one's doing as well it's building tension because it's it's like, weird is this 
guy that's having the affair is he going to catch Martin? Because Martin's not going to be able to handle himself with this guy because this guy's Cause he's a, a big dude. Big dude so it's, yeah. it's weird because when initially stabs the guy with the syringe, the amount of stuff he's going to ask for a woman. That's, that's it. He's, gonna, aye. Aye, the, he's measured it for her. Aye. For smaller body. And so this guy's, a, aye, this guy's well dude. built. He's yeah. built. So the first injection doesn't really do anything. And he's he's saying to her, go on the fucking phone. He's, he's, he's shot me up with something. She's yeah. like, no, I can't because... Aye, she doesn't want to call anybody. Aye, because she's having an affair. You're not supposed to be here. Aye, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Aye, he's aye, like, I've been... Call 911. He's like, I've been stuck with something. He's <laughs> like, fucking phone. <laughs> so then we get this kind of kind of weird thing where he ends up Martin somehow ends up injecting him again like ah, he that, sets that, up another. that's what happens so they're, they're, it's cat and mouse in the house for a wee bit you don't really know where anybody is because they're all walking about in different places but Martin sees himself back into the bedroom where the woman's still yeah. trying to phone the cops he injects cop. her and a, and a, a couple of chases are in there. It's a weird bit of the room with two doors in it. Two doors. traps are in there. And I like that. Um, yeah. I like that angle. That ah, he was kind of looking for, down. Above. Yeah. I like that. I thought that bit was pretty tense, actually, yeah. when he's kind of, and I think she's kind of huddled in between these two doors and he's kind of trying again. I think he mm. does inject he does. her. He does. He sticks her and then he, he, the guy's gone outside. Because he thinks Martin's went out. Ah, and then he, like Martin opens a door to get him back in. He hides behind the door and then jumps in and he sticks him again. And, and then he kind of locks him outside or something like uh, that, didn't he? No, the guy gets in and then... That's right, so he does. That's, that's when he sticks him again. And, uh, and that's enough that's to basically to get drowsy put him and out. Yeah. And this is when we get the, the, the... Well, there's probably more continuity errors in this, but there's a major continuity error. So obviously the guy is completely passed out at this point. And then Martin drags him out. But he decides to put a shirt on him. Ah, that's right. He's fully clothed when he takes him out, isn't he? Yeah, he was in his pants. You know what I mean? Before that's that, right. Aye. I never thought of that. I, th- I, I just thought he'd dressed him for some reason. I'll tell you what I think. I think it's because the original the actors went, "You're not dragging me bare barebacked <laughs> across a fucking Probably. across fucking yeah. twigs and all that shit. Right. Will fucking wreck my back." So, yeah. so I that was I was kind of thought right that doesn't make sense because he didn't have any any clothes on. But hey ho, it is what it is. Aye. So he takes him out and he kind of some like kind of shrubbery and stuff like that. He, and Martin kind of drags him out. And then decides to actually just kill him and Aye, drink his blood. Because he says to the woman when she's got, he's like, you're just going to go to sleep. I'm not going to hurt you anymore. Aye. It was supposed to be you, but now he's here, so. Nah, I'll just kill him instead. Yeah. Aye. So, I mean, that was kind of cool of him because he could have had a two for one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, so <laughs> just to leave her alone. Aye, so he, aye, so he just put, kind of puts her back in bed and he fixes the house up as well. Aye, to make it th- look like I, he's not been there. Aye, and I also th- I don't know about you, but I kind of get the impression that she would somehow wake up and think, because she wakes up, right, out of that, she's not going to tell the cops because, no. number one, she's going to have to admit there was a guy in her house, right? And uh, so it's, I think he, Martin knows that as well. That's yeah, why he that's just tidies her house up it. for her and just goes like, you so just nothing's happened you just forget, yeah. I, maybe you've dreamt this sort yeah, of thing, like, do you know what I mean? I thought maybe the drug had something to do with it as well. You know, she'll Aye. wake up drowsy and she'll be... She won't, she won't be able to recall things yep. quite the same, you know. Aye, I, I get that vibe as well. That dude's just going to get found, you know, because she's not going to claim it, obviously, because mm. she doesn't even want to phone the fucking police. The way he kills him is weird. Like sticks a twig. twig and sticks, sticks in his, his neck. Throat, yeah. like, uh, it was kind of horrible. Yeah. Uh, it was, and he kind of sucks it's the blood. Kind of classic Tom Zavini style killing as well. With that really bright blood. Yeah. Um, as well, I don't know why he has to keep taking his top off because even when he takes his top I suppose it's to stop the blood going on his clothes eh? aye because he, he mentions that when he's having the conversation with the radio DJs this is the first time you kind of get the, de- the, the aye, overlapping he comes into it yeah but he mentions it's because it's easier for them to find him if he's getting chased because they'll see the blood on his clothes so he talks yep. about how he's learned all this stuff over through the years through the years aye, that's right yep, yep. Like, so he takes his clothes off so they don't get blood on him so he can put them back on and basically blend back in aye 
well, somebody's a fucking thought about that continuity error when the other guy had the shirt fully clapped. That's like, that made no sense. Anyway, I think this is what kind of gets a wee bit kind of weird for me. Up to this point, I think it's kind of focused to a degree, like, you know, things come in a kind of linear fashion. Things start to kind of feel a bit rushed in the movie mm. to this point on. That Like, as if he's like, not really sure what to do with the rest of the story because it all kind of seems kind of jumbled in my mind when I think on what happens yeah. after this point. Whereas everything up to that point is clear in my mind. So I think after this so I think by this point I think he's already been having the affair with with the, his, other, with the older women I, I think I yeah. and he's been phoning this like DJ like a live chat thing yeah. and saying he's a vampire and telling the, the, this shock jock everything that he does and stuff like that and the stock jock keeps referring to me as, as like the account, the account which yeah. I thought was pretty funny after this this is when the when Colonel Sanders brings the priest to do like I guess it's some sort of exorcism no, he, he meets with a young priest first who is George A. Romero he's like not interested in all this exorcism because he's kind of laughing aye. he's like I don't believe he's in that, that. what are you talking about aye, he's like I know a priest that does aye, aye. he brings in the old guy who, aye. who starts doing the exorcism aye. and there's a, there's a cool wee shout out for the exorcist as well yeah. which was pretty cool he's got kind of Martin's huddle down in, in a corner yeah. right? like I don't know but it's a weird it's a weird he's shot sitting down in the corner for some reason Aye, by the couch it's weird and the priest is doing his thing yeah. and Colonel Sanders is sitting with those two fucking uh, candles in a crucifix shape yeah. which I thought was quite funny wax running down his hand did you notice aye, I noticed like that a... aye aye and he's not giving a fuck because yeah, he's solid because he's, <laughs> he's used to put his hands in fires to pull out chickens yeah. and stuff <laughs> aye if there's a bit of a chicken later on this, I was nearly I happy totally, we watching yeah. I thought it was fucking pretty grim but when they're doing this, the kind of obviously he's already said there's no magic so aye, he's just no like magic. Aye, fuck off so he fuck. runs so Martin just runs off and again there's a flashback where something similar's happened I sent her cut to the exact same thing but Aye, so like it plays into him. 60 years prior or something. Aye, so you're thinking to yourself that is this something that's happened, obviously happened down the line before when mm. people have tried to have him exercised isn't the right word, but you know what I mean, whatever, yeah. save his soul through Christianity or whatever. So I thought that was quite interesting. I thought the flashback stuff actually looked pretty cool, actually, you know, yeah. the, the old house and stuff like that. It did well, you know, candle. everybody's holding candlesticks and yeah. shit like that and candlelight. But anyway, he runs out the house and then Carl Sanders follows him and then it ends up in like this really dark playground sort of thing and Colonel Sanders is it's all foggy I thought this, this bit was actually pretty cool yeah and it plays more like a traditional vampire movie at this point aye totally and I don't know about you but you being a sound guy there's a kind of roundabout a kid's roundabout and Colonel Sanders spins it I don't know why he spins it I can't remember why he spins it but he does he spins it and the noise is fucking yeah, horrible the, the, noise the, the, and it's that that horrible when metal scrapes against metal yeah, that kind of screech yeah and I thought that was really cool because while that's happening, you've got, it's, it's dark and there's the smoke and you've got this really horrible noise going around in a circle sort of thing. And um, <laughs> the bold Martin jumps out, full vamp. Uh, with a big cloak in the teeth. Aye, where the fuck? Pasty white. Aye, it's like, where the fuck did he get this shit? <laughs> so you're like, and at this point, I didn't really know how this film was playing out. I was thinking, this, this can't really like, be like, Has he it. actually gone uh, and full vamp? And if he has... Um, Tom Savini needs his balls kicked because <laughs> that those fucking teeth are terrible. But it turns out it's aye, it's it's, a, it's bullshit. And again, he's mocking Colonel Sanders. Yeah, he's like, look, it's not real. It's aye, fake. It's like, all fake. Because Colonel Sanders actually thinks for a minute it is real. Aye, totally. Because that's the way it's all been built up for him over his over aye, his life. Aye, totally. But aye, like say, he spits the teeth out and he's like, look, the rubs his face. He's like, look, it comes off. The paint comes yeah. off. Takes cape off. And he's Colonel Sanders. He kind of fucks off and leaves Colonel Sanders. Kind of. Yeah. This is what starts to get weird for me. It kind of cuts forward and you kind of find out that he's Colonel Sanders' granddaughter is now leaving to go 
move out with Tom yeah, Savini's character. Because yeah. I think she's had enough of the town and uh, she's had enough of Colonel Sanders uh, and his bullshit. He's been strict so, and yeah. shit like that. Um, that's an only chicken diet. <laughs> <laughs> but when he, he seems quite sad. Martin seems quite sad that she's leaving yeah, because that's the only person in the house. Uh, she was that, quite friendly with him. Uh, yeah. And he's like, you'll forget about me when you leave and all that. And she's like, no, I won't forget about you. But it turns yeah, out she moves and she does yeah. forget about him. But So the time frame's weird here because you don't really know how much time's passed. Aye, because because uh, <laughs> then he goes he goes back over to see Mrs Santini. Aye. she's topped herself. Ah, she's bath. killed her. Yeah. She has killed herself. But, but, but between that, he's killed. He starts to get the urge again. Oh, is it? Blood. Aye, before that, he, he kills the tramp. He, he goes into an alleyway, and there's yeah. two old kind of tramp guys. Tramps, obviously. Was it decided to call them again? Tramps, transients. Transients. Aye, aye, but can I say tramps? Because you couldn't call them that in the. Aye. Homeless guy in the Hellraiser episode. Uh, yeah. It's a fucking tramp. <laughs> in Scotland, he's a tramp, right? Yeah. It means something different in America. Yeah. A tramp's a kind of a woman that kind of sleeps about. Yeah. But um, it just means an old homeless dude here. Yeah. But anyway, I kills the two homeless dudes and stuff. Well, he does kill two of them. No, he, he, he knocks one out and he, he kills the other one. He does the, the aye. arm slice thing again. No, this bit makes no fucking sense, right? Because he's killed this guy in a, an alleyway, right? He's not alarmed anybody yet. But decides to break into a shop to steal know, clothes. And sets off the alarm. And then the brings the cops. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? Do you know those were real cops? Oh, really? From, from the city. Aye. Oh, really? I don't know. Actual, actual cops. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. While he's in the shop doing his, um, you know, his Kyle Reese, you know, to start a Terminator, yeah. like stealing. Sorry, bitch, my pants. <laughs> Coward. Aye, fucking brilliant. Sorry, took my pants. Another tramp. Tramps are, the, tramps are the best thing in these movies. They are, man. They've got the yeah. best part. Totally. Apart from the ones in this who just get fucking done in. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I a totally unnecessary part, like where he brings attention to himself, yeah. where he, you know, he could have just slunk into, yeah, he, into the darkness. And, he runs away and stumbles upon some drug deal that's going on. Aye, so the cops kind of show up at the shop when he's putting new clothes on, aye, and then we get this kind of, like, you know, Starsky and Hutch type shape, kind yeah. of chase, you know, cop chase sort of thing. It's at night and stuff, and he, he just stumbles into this weird drug deal. Well, obviously, the drug dealer's a black guy, aye, like, you know, of course. which is weird for George Eddie Merrill because he was like the guy who, who put aye, the, main, put, uh, the main lead aye, in. He was the a black man at the time when that just wasn't something was, that was done. Aye, yeah. he was known for like, you know, breaking that, that yeah, stigma, yeah, which is yeah. obviously a good fucking thing. Do you know what I mean? And then he goes and puts a stereotype. A stereotype black um, kind of yeah. drug dealer stroke pimp sort of yeah, dude. Yeah. Which I thought was a bit kind of weird. In fact, there's a lot of bits in this where there's black folk harassing white people. Aye, and and I thought that was... going down the shops and there's all the, the kind of jive-talking guys hanging about outside aye, the shop. Aye, yeah. and there's bits where there's, there's a woman going into her car as well and there's like aye, black guys... black guys harassing her. It was, aye, it was weird. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't get it. How did they get it right? You know, like years... You know, because like, that was his 60s. Um, aye, he was in the 60s. How does he get it right there and then and fuck it up so badly? Aye, fitting yeah. into that stereotype, which I thought was fucking yeah. kind of shit, to be honest. But when the cops show up and it's drug deal and stuff like aye, that, it was like a, a Starsky and Hutch style aye, shit. Yeah. It was pretty fucking brutal, though. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's some, some pretty Apparently, Tom Savini did all the stunts in this as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Fair enough, because so like, when the, the guy, when the car goes. Or the cop car but and the I, guy gets gets run over. over and I, nice. That's Tom Savini apparently. Oh really? Yeah. Because it looks looks legit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it looks like he really did get run over. I've run over, but you know, what I mean, bounced did. over the top I, of the he, car. He, he did. He did. He did do that. Fucking hell, man! Hard as nails. Yeah. But Martin gets away, and he basically. And that's uh, when he goes uh, to visit Miss Santini. And that's when he and he finds her dead. Herself, uh, yeah. and she's in the bath. It's weird because she doesn't look like the same woman. Because it took me a minute to go. Is that her? Yeah. Her hair looks different and stuff like that. Is it because it was wet? Don't know, man. She just looked like a different woman. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, man. Maybe it's because she was dead. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But anyway. So that was quite chilling, I thought, because she's 
in the bath, kind of on her side, where she's just kind of her eyes are open, she's aye, kind of staring straight out. Aye, aye. It's really kind of spooky. And he obviously looked, he's looking like he's seen this mm-hmm. before because that's what he does. Aye, kills folk. Yeah, and, so he's, he doesn't seem phased by it, he's just, he just sees it. just seems like, kind of like, oh shit. And then he goes back to the house and this is when Colonel Sanders... He's heard about He's heard about the, the killing, obviously. You don't know Martin's found that out right enough. Yeah. We get the kind of end scene, which is... Uh, <laughs> it's like Colonel Sanders standing over Martin while he's sleeping with a steak, yeah. <laughs> a wooden steak, and uh, not, a, uh, not a chicken steak. And when he ha- and then he ha- the hammer in his chest, uh, yeah. which is funny because when you actually look at the angle, it's, it doesn't even look like it's going. No, in his you can chest. see it's going down the side. It's going down the side. <laughs> I, so, I mean, so that was a bit. Uh, but then they know. cut to the other angle where it is. You and it looks so, when the blood's kind of spurting out. It looks yeah. alright, but the initial bit, aye, like, the initial you can tell it's aye, it's, aye, it's, it's gonna the be the old under the arm. Aye, totally. Sub, aye. aye, absolutely. That's it. He's, that's he's it, killed yeah. Martin. So he buries him in the garden and plants some flowers on top. That's of right. He goes right. Oh, yeah. Some fucking vampire compost <laughs> for you, right there, man. And you get voiceover from the the radio jockey. Yep. Everybody's like, "Oh, where's the count? Like he's, he's aye, vanished. Aye, what's happened? To Which him? is weird because if you were a shock jock and somebody was saying I'm murdering women. Aye, you'd be challenged. You'd be getting the cops involved in saying. I don't think he was taking it seriously though. Doesn't matter, but would you? Would you leave it to chance though? Yeah, yeah. you'd be like, you'd definitely investigate it. You'd be like, this guy's. I think he was just like, this guy's a crank. He's just on the wind up. I, I suppose he doesn't actually give too, give too much. Nah. Like he doesn't say like I, I killed that woman. He says such he kills him to, to the shock jock. He, he just says that he gets a bloodlust. He gets a bloodlust and stuff like that. So that makes a good point. But so I mean that's the end of the movie. I but um. I'm kind of weird with this man. I, I started watching. I said this to you. Obviously, we were supposed to do this about three weeks ago or whatever it was, and then shit got in the way. But I started watching this for the first time about three weeks ago, and it was late at night, and I, I was getting too tired, so I just yeah. switched it off because I was like, I'm not going to be able to focus and stuff like. That. But my initial thought when I watched the first half, of it, I was kind of like, Fuck, I don't know if I fucking could be asked with this at all. But when I watched it again, I watched it just before we came down to do this, and now that I think about it, there is I kind of like it. I think it's kind of unique enough in some ways that it's got a wee bit of power behind it in some, and so I can't really pinpoint why, but I, I don't think it's, a, it's as bad as I initially thought when mm. I first watched, started to watch it because I, I wasn't really feeling it. It could have just been my my frame of mind and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I think it's, um, for a low-budget movie, literally fucking no budget. Cause it, I, I, I did look up. At, at this point um, in his career, he was one million in debt, I think. Right, okay. Uh, and like nobody was really taking a chance on him because he owed so much money out. Right. He, but the producer on this kind of liked him and got on well with him and decided to take a chance on right, him. Right, right, okay. made this movie and then gradually he, he kind of started getting a bit more success. And, right, right. And I think by the time he, got to Day of the Dead like the, he'd paid all the so yeah, debts so back and stuff more money so to make, that, yeah. make movies and stuff I need to get those, those dead, dead movies oh, there's a lot of effects in them and stuff yeah, like that do you that, know what I mean apparently Day of the Dead was much reduced in scope from what the initial script was apparently the initial script was more like you know the film made later on Land of the Dead right, so it was right. more epic more kind of aye, expansive was, aye, everywhere. And that's why it ended yep. up being scaled back and set in like basically an underground basement I, I guess it's time because it he couldn't get the, the full budget for aye. it you know and the limited amount of effect, you know, now you can yeah. CGI the fuck out of everything. So, yeah, you know, totally. and, and repeat people, you know. You yeah, know, you need to actually, you need if the you're going to have a zombie horde, you need to do a zombie horde. And they all need to have makeup on, yeah, do you know totally. what I mean? So I, I, get, I guess that's that the case. This one, um, 
didn't look up the budget. I don't know what it was, but it, it certainly it wasn't huge. It nah, seemed like it would have probably been a really small crew. Oh, easily, aye. Most of it's just like, you know, in rooms and mm. shots of people walking outside and stuff like yeah. that. There's not really any... It was just probably... A lot of handheld camera, I think. Not too aye. much Dolly stuff. Or and no big names. Stick. Yeah, totally. So... Yeah. Tom Savini wasn't even a name at that point, really. No, not at all. Yeah. Nah, he'd been probably mm -hmm. just starting his career roughly yeah, yeah, that yeah. time, eh? Yeah. For what it is, I think it's... I'm glad I watched it. Because it kind of gives you a wee, a wee insight into, you know, you don't really need to have a lot of money to make something that's kind of interesting. Do you know what I mean? As long as you've got the kind of actors and stuff like that and you've got a decent script. No that I'm saying the script is great in this because it's not really a great script, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. it, it's, it's, it's fine. I think it's interesting the, enough. I think the concept of like stripping back the vampire lore yep, yep. is interesting enough to keep the film interesting. Aye, and I think the performances for the most part are actually yeah. pretty good. Um, the main... The guy that plays Martin. Aye. I thought he was actually pretty good. John, John Amplis. He's um I was interesting because you are sympathetic, even though he's a but you shouldn't be a serial killer. Aye, yeah. aye, you kind of feel like it's not really his fault that he, he's like this. Yeah, do you know totally. what I mean? It's like he's just he's born yeah. this way and and I don't think he necessarily takes joy in what he does. Mm. You kind of get that vibe as well throughout the film, I think. Yeah, I think it's just he, like it's something he feels he needs I to need do. I need to do this, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, because I think he, he does refer that he wants to have a relationship because when he does have the kind of wee fling with the, the older woman for a wee, for a wee minute, you feel like he feels normal ah, and see, he kind of likes yeah. that. He's like, you know, because I think he's, when he speaks to the DJ as well, he kind of, I think he alludes to that. I can't remember uh, exactly what he says, but I think he's like, you know, I, I just want to have a kind of relationship with somebody yeah. and do the sexy stuff when they're basically, um, you know, they, they're willing to do it with me, sort of thing, yeah. that sort of shit. It's kind of interesting in that because you don't really hate him all the way through it. You don't, although he does some despicable yeah. shit. Like, he's you know, a likeable character. Uh, although you shouldn't like you him. You shouldn't like him because he's a murderer. Likeable's yeah. probably no words, but, but sympathetic. Sim no, Aye, yeah. sympathetic. Aye. He's a sympathetic yeah. character. You can kind of see like, you know, a polar bear's a polar bear, right? Yeah. So like, you know, if you get into a polar bear's den, it's going to rip your fucking head off. Does that make the polar bear bad? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? So, polar bear being polar bear. Polar bear just fucking people up, man. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Aye, so yeah, you yeah. are what you are and you're okay, you I mean, what yeah. you're doing is not good, but it is what it is to stay alive, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th I thought it was okay, man. I first seen it, this is another one of those late night BBC Two numbers, right. or, or Channel Four, one of those ones. Um, I just kind of in bed looking for something, something to watch. And I'm like, what's this? This is interesting. Yeah, I watched it through and I was like, what the fuck? Aye. That's an odd film. Odd. And then I hadn't seen it since then until we watched it now and yeah, I enjoyed it. Aye. So I think it's a, I was going to say it's low budget, maybe holds it back, but I don't think it does. I think it's low budget works in its favour. Because I think if it was, if I think if it was a bit shinier, it wouldn't work quite Not the same. No, totally, because it's got that documentary feel. Yeah, and I think totally, that works in that, its favour. definitely helps it. Does. For sure. Um, it makes it more uneasy. Aye, totally. Especially with the, you know, the attack scenes and stuff yep. like that. Yep. Yeah, actors, I thought, I thought the acting was pretty good. Aye, it was decent, doing. aye. Um, John Amplis became like a regular for George Romero. He showed up in a bunch of his other films. So he's in, he is also in Dawn of the Dead, very briefly. He's in Creepshow as well. He's in Creepshow as well. He yeah. plays the, the guy yeah, that crawls at the grave. I love that because it's his profile picture. Oh, totally. <laughs> so that's his, his best role. That's like, his best role. Aye, totally. he, he plays, uh, do you know in Dawn of the Dead at the start, uh, there's a kind of raid on a building. Aye, aye. Um, and there's all these kind of Latin gang members come out. Ah, yeah, There's yep. one that does appear big dramatic death across the front. Right. But who's clearly 
a guy that's painted up and wearing a wig. <laughs> that's that's him. That's John Amplos. Oh no, he's doing brown he's face. Doing, he's doing brown face. Oh man, fuck, yeah. <laughs> that was a different time, I suppose. Yeah, that, that's him. So he's, he's in that, and his character's called Martinez. Martinez, yeah. like giving him a total stereotypical fucking name. Well, he's Martin. Martinez. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, ah, so it's yeah. a wee tie. Yeah, so we tie. I like that. I think his wife, who's obviously plays. Colonel Sanders' uh, granddaughter, she, obviously that's Romero's ex-wife, but she's yeah. in all of these films yeah, as well. She's in Dawn of the Dead as well. And, uh, Night Creep Riders, show. Creep show as well, yeah. Night Riders, is, I've seen that. Have you? That's uh, Ed Harris is in that. That's yeah. a fucking strange film. I've never seen it. It's Maybe something to do with... It's like a travelling... It's like a travelling... It's weird, but it's probably... show. We want to actually put in the list, actually. Uh, it's a kind of offbeat type movie, right. like, like most of, I guess, his movies were. I agree with you that the things that, that the low budget actually helps us, man. Mm. Yeah, the low budget and the concept work really well uh, for do, the aye. film. Hi, the, rate, the rating. The rating, yeah. I'll go first then. <laughs> I'm going to give it a three. I think, you know, I don't think it's like, I don't think I would ever watch it again. I think it's a one and done for me, but, I'm, but I, I enjoyed it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I enjoyed it. It was quirky enough and it was interesting enough. Performances were off the wall, which I like. I like that sometimes, you know, you get yeah. performances like kind of step outside reality. Like obviously Colonel Sanders was completely <laughs> hammy, you know, of Nosferatu, you know, yeah. he was cool. I must admit that the, the, we did, I don't want to be a bit, like heavy walker or anything like that, but the bit with the chicken was fucking grim. I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah. like that. So that was one thing that Maybe I- saw your chicken getting slaughtered. I didn't like yeah. that. I thought that, mm. I mean, I guess it's at a time and people didn't really look at animal rights the way they do now and stuff like that, but- mm. But I thought that was pretty harsh, but I, that was the only real criticism. You know, I'm even saying that's a criticism because I, I can look at it with. I guess those. if that was a real poultry shop, they were probably slaughtering the chicken anyway. So Aye, exactly. Just well, just film it. But it's kind of yeah. grim to put it. I know what you mean. I know Aye. You mean. Um, any sort of animal cruelty at all um, is fucking pretty grim. But yeah. but, um, but I, I'd get a three, man. Yep, same. Three for me as well. Um, a, a kind of fun film. Aye. Yeah. It's camp as fuck. Aye, totally. But I yeah. mean, that that's cool. And I think that's. I mean, you spoke about this before. I think that's kind of what's missing for a lot of films now. Take themselves too seriously. They do, man. Yeah. It's cat. Like, there's something about. There's a reason why a lot of those those eighties horror movies are really fucking good movies. Yeah, it's because they're just they, a, they know they're in on the joke. They're, they're just like, a, you know, aye, There's a wee wink at the camera now. And absolutely, again. Yeah. it's a wee bit camp. They yeah. can still be scary as fuck. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like Exorcist Three, totally. it's fucking scary, but it's camp. Yeah. It's, it's hammed up a wee bit. And I think, like you're saying, I think now that they're, they're too hype, that they're too hyper real. Mm. Like they're like you know, this is what would happen. Whereas like, sometimes it's good to take these horror, especially in the horror genre, and blow these characters up a wee bit. I and say this is fantasy, by the way. Aye, yeah. exactly. Um, so aye, I like that bit as well. Do yeah. you know what I mean, it's hammed up. Mm -hmm. Ham's good. Cool. <laughs> so Martin, three from each of us. Aye. So that one. Hey, let's spin the wheel. Hey, we'll spin the wheel. We'll put a pin in this one as well. Uh, we might come back next week with Chris. Aye. We might not. It just yep. depends. Aye. What was the film with Chris again? Uh, um, God Bless America. God Bless America. Oh, and by the way, anybody listening to this, let's get some feedback on Twitter, man. What's the Twitter handle? At Not Seen Pod on aye, Twitter. So well, it's, was it, it's X now, isn't it? X now, aye, but <laughs> I'm not calling it fucking X. I don't X. think anybody's calling nah. X. It was like, fuck you, Elon. Aye, fuck you, you're aye, fucking so unique. At Not Seen Pod on there, at Not Seen Pod on Instagram as well. Aye, so let's, if you've seen it, let's give some feedback and let us know yeah, what you thought of it and totally. stuff like that, man. So, spin the wheel. Devil from 2010. I think that's the M. Night Shyamalan one. The, uh, he produced it. Uh, he produced it. That's the. I don't know directed it though. People stuck in a lift. Aye. Movie. Cool. Cool, let's do it then. 
Yeah. Smashing. Catches. See you later.